If you want to turn in your Bible to 1 Corinthians 3 or your Bible app, um, that is where we are going to be today. So I want to give us a little bit of, um, kind of unpack what we're about to read real quick and, and even about the church in Corinth. So um, the church in Corinth, they were, man, they were a bunch of rockheads. They were a rough group. Um, we're about to read from 1 Corinthians because this is the first recorded letter that that we see that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. And really it's churches in in Corinth. It wasn't just a singular church. There were churches in Corinth. Um, but we, we find out a lot about the church in Corinth by reading Acts chapter 18. We're not going there today. That is for you on your own time, Acts chapter 18. But in reading that, we get a glimpse as to what the church in Corinth was like. We get a glimpse into Paul's time there. He spent a year and a half planting the church in that region. That region used to be a Greek region, and then it became Roman, and there were Jews who lived there, but it was predominantly Roman. And so uh, Paul went there to plant this church, and for, for a year and a half, which is a long time for Paul, he, he nurtured, he, he laid foundation and he preached Jesus. First Corinthians is not the first letter. We don't have record of the first letter. But we see that Paul had written them a letter. They had written Paul back, being stubborn and pretty prideful. And we see now in First Corinthians, Paul writes back and he brings the heat. He does. He brings the heat. There's some things you're like, whoa, Paul, back off. I mean, he brings it. Because what we're seeing here is this is a church that is not showing signs of being teachable. This is a church that has allowed society and culture to permeate and intermingle with their faith. So they have this perverted faith. And I say perverted because one of the issues they had was all kinds of sexual sin. And he even highlights one guy who was sleeping with his, with his mother-in-law. And so, I mean, we're talking about, and that wasn't the only problem. There's all kinds of problems. So, how does this passage we're about to go through together, how does it apply to us? For us, it should be a warning. For us, it's a warning. For them, it was correction, it was rebuke, it was warning. It was, I mean, Paul is really blunt on some things. But for us, it's, it's a warning. We have our foundation of Christ. This is going to be something I'm going to camp on. We have our foundation of Christ. What do we allow to be built on our foundation of faith? What do we allow? Because see, we have say in the matter. We have say in the matter. We have say in what gets built upon our foundation of faith. And I want us to know right now, a lot of us are a little too loose with what we allow to be built on that foundation. And what do we build on others' foundations? Because we do life with a lot of different people. And as followers of Christ, we should be talking about Jesus and laying a foundation. And we shouldn't be, you know, back in the day, I, you know, I used to joke, you know, me and a couple of buddies, we joke about... Um, is it Yoda, Vince Lombardi, um, Ben Franklin, uh, or Bible? And we would throw something out. We're like, oh, that's Yoda for sure. 
You know, oh, that's Ben, like, oh, that's Bible. It's like, no, that's Ben Franklin. Sometimes we attribute things as, as Scripture. We're like, man, that was, that was Benjamin Franklin. That was Vince Lombardi. How could you? But So let's start reading 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1. I'm reading out of the ESV. But I, brothers or brothers and sisters, I cannot address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. Right away here he's saying, I wish I could say you're mature, but you're not. You're incredibly immature. You're spiritually immature. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Okay, so for us, just to make it clear, we, we hear milk. We could be... We could think of, you know, like a small handful of things. We could think about popping over to King Supers for a gallon of 1%, right? We could think of the local dairy, you know, delivering to our front porch. When they get this message, there's only one thing that's coming to mind. A baby breastfeeding. An infant. Paul is making it abundantly clear. The maturity that you should be at right now after about two years, a little less than two years of being with you, because he was with them for a year and a half. He's saying, guys, you, you, you should be past this. And even now, uh, you're not ready yet. Verse 3, for you are still of the flesh. And while there's jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, uh, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human. So I want to go ahead and, and say something here. A lot of times you're like, oh man, what happened that got Mark all, all riled up? Like what, you know, like is there a division? Are people, no, this is, I'm, I'm preaching this because this is what the Lord told me to preach. Um, but, you know, we see here that there are factions and that they're just acting in a flawed fleshly way. Verse five, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, says Paul. Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one. He who plants and he who waters They're on the same team, okay? The people that have poured into your life and and that have planted seed and watered seed, we're on the same team. The people that have pointed you to Christ, we're one. We're on the same team. We're not in competition with one another. That's the point that he is making here. Verse 7, so neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. He's saying, me and Apollos, me and Peter, we're God's fellow workers. You, talking to the church, is a plural. Y'all are God's field, God's building. Verse 10. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, 
I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care of how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Again in verse 10. Like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and now others are building upon it, rightly so. But we need to see this with the warning that he's, that he's speaking here, saying some are building upon it and they're not continuing the foundation of Christ. They're building with Christ plus something. You guys, it is not Christ plus anything. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. And they, man, this church is just a messed up church. Just a little bit of, just to let you know, the church respond horribly to this letter. They respond horribly to this letter. We see in 2 Corinthians that he's got to come back and, and he kind of recounts some of the things in, in that response to him. They respond with pride, with unteachability, with ego. They're not teachable at all. It's on this point that I want to pause right here. What are we allowing to be built on the foundation of our hearts? You guys, I'm very picky. Up, there's where to start. Where to start? There's so much crap out there. There's so much crap. There's so much. It's just horrible. There's so much bad preaching, and there's when I say bad, I mean unscriptural. People with big churches, not not preaching the word of God, preaching something that tickles ears. Can we talk about YouTube for a second? Because I like YouTube. I. I I, I mean, for when for YouTube, I mean, because of YouTube, I've heard, I've heard Lauren, you know, who we talked about, I've heard Lauren uh, preach and prophesy and, and sing. And so I'm not, I'm not anti-YouTube, but I'm just telling you, man, if, if every Christian channel on YouTube isn't necessarily a Christian channel, then we've got to be careful what we allow to be built on the foundation of our heart. While I'm talking about YouTube, I mean, like I'm, this is not a surprise. I'm, I'm a conservative. I have conservative values. Man, there's times when I'm done watching something on YouTube, one of these voices that I give ear to, when I'm done, I'm all upset. I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm, I'm kind of feeling it right now. Man, they just make me angry. And I'm like, if the fruit of me watching this is my soul being disturbed, then maybe I shouldn't be watching this. What should I be watching, babe? <laughs> Not that. And see, and I, I believe in, in the church being politically active, but it being proportionate to our faith in Christ and us not being driven by our, our preference or our party preferences or even, even our societal values. We should be driven by Christ and Christ alone. So what's the result of having faulty foundation built upon our heart? Let's read the next verse, which is verse 12. 
Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, those all sound great. I love that. Gold, silver, precious stones. Oh, or wood, hay, and straw. Each one's work will become manifest. It'll become displayed. It'll be obvious for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. Though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? It's very interesting, and it's not my preach today, but here in this, just a couple of verses, Paul is saying, you're his field, you're his building, you're his temple. God is active in our lives. He is active in what he wants to do and the ways he wants to raise us up. The ways he wants to strengthen us and mature us and bring us to a point of maturity so that we can be used for him. Man, I, I encourage you guys, like if, if you're you're reading through 1 Corinthians, man, they're a mess. They're a mess. I, I got to read, I got to read one thing. This is, Paul says that you have 10,000 teachers. This is, oh, I'm not seeing the exact verse. He says you have 10,000 teachers. You have 10,000 babysitters is one translation, but not many fathers. And what he's doing right here is he's doing the work of a father. He is trying to set in order and say, there's a foundation being built that's faulty and it's going to fall and it's not going to last and you're going to suffer loss. What's the loss? Man, wasted years, wasted time, wasted relationships because we didn't have our eyes on Christ. And he's saying, you're going to suffer loss. It's going to burn up because it's hay and rubbish. Whether it's whether it's something on YouTube, whether it's something political, whether it's something worldly, whether it's it's certain music. You know, when I was younger, I when I was a teenager, young adult, I I didn't listen to a ton of Christian music, even though I was raised in the church and gave my life to the Lord in early age. Man, I loved I loved R and B and funk and hip hop and rap, and that's what I listened to. And it fed my soul. It fed my soul. It fed it garbage. It fed it nasty junk food. It fed it nastiness. Like it's funny. Andy and I will talk, and you know, like Andy knows. If you want to know a good like Christian song or album or anything right now, Andy's the guy. He knows everything. Like, what are you listening to these days, Andy? And he'll tell me, I'm telling you, he's taking his head no, but the answer, he, he does. He just doesn't want to be bombarded by all you jokers after service. Like, you know, but I'm telling you. But now, what I allow into my soul, I'm much more guarded about it. Why? Because I'm a bit more mature. I'm a lot more mature. And what I feed my soul 
matters. And, and here's the thing also, what I feed others matters too. The foundation I lay for others matters too. What y'all get week in and week out, and it doesn't matter who on our, on our team is preaching, it doesn't matter. What you get week in and week out is the overflow of our time with God. Not, not our preparation, not our knowledge, not our wisdom, not our learnedness, not our... It's the overflow of our time with the Lord. And so what comes out matters, and so what goes in matters. And here's the point I want to make. We all are a voice to others. Whether we, whether we acknowledge it or not, whether we recognize it and take it seriously or not, we all are a voice to others. We all are laying a foundation for others with the things we say, with the ways we point them to the Lord, with the hope we bring. We've got to operate in wisdom. We got to take this seriously. We see in in Ephesians that there is a goal, there is a purpose for Jesus giving gifts to his church. And that is to bring us to a place of maturity. It's to grow us up. It's to grow us up. You guys, and I know not everyone's comfortable with this, and I, I'm not, even though like I have a, you know, I'm an Enneagram 8 and, you know, choleric or whatever. There's things I'm not comfortable with, but I've learned to do. And one of those things is someone will, will speak something to me and they'll, they'll say something like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or, yeah, you know what I mean. Or, right? Or they'll, they'll look for some sort of agreement. Something, right? And I've learned to just not be rude, but say, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds kind of okay, but I, I can't consent to that. I, it doesn't resonate quite as truth. Let me look into that. What we agree with matters. What we say yes to matters. What we link arms with matters because it's all part of the foundation that's being built. And I want you guys to know... Um, not just looking for like this singular day of the Lord. I'm letting you guys know there are plenty of times in our lives that we go through the fire. Period. We go through the fire. What's going to be burnt up and what's going to remain? What will our foundation look like and the the foundation of those who are close to us and that we love and that God has entrusted to us? What will their foundation look like? So the timing of this, you guys, that right now media subscription, man, like turn off, I don't even know what kids like cartoons. What's a, like a kid? I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, like old school, what my kids watched. My kids are all adults now. Turn some of the, even the, what you think are decent kids shows and find something on this right now media that's going to bring them the name of Jesus. Maybe let's spend less time on, on YouTube and find a study and something that's going to challenge. Man, I saw there's a study on 1 Corinthians, and I haven't even looked into it yet, but I'm like, there you go. I'm going to look into that. 
First Corinthians, Second Corinthians. I want to find out more about this jacked up church. They're a mess. I'm telling you, they're a mess. Just ridiculous. Um, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what some things on the foundation of your life that He wants to remove. Just ask Him. That's the beauty. We, we, we can correspond with the Lord. Holy Spirit, what are some things that have become part of my foundation that I don't even realize it yet, but they're, they're hay, they're rubbish. What do you, what do you want to remove? Because I'm giving you access. So what, what have I made part of my foundation that you're saying, give it to me, burn it up? All of us should be asking him that. You know why? Because, man, that's a teachability that God always honors. Holy Spirit, would you show me some of the voices in my life that, you know, could be a sermon I'm watching or, or a, a person, a friend, a co-worker that I just give ear to that, that you're saying, hey, be, be on guard, be wise. And then taking seriously the fact that I'm telling you, even if you go, who, me? Not me, I'm telling you right now, every single one of us are a voice to other people in our lives. Young people, I'm just letting you know, Andre, I'm letting you know, man, your voice matters. Your voice carries weight. It does. It carries weight. People are listening to what you say. What is going to be a part of the words that you speak, that we speak, that helps lay the foundation of faith by pointing others to Jesus? Let's pray. Lord, we, um, we, we position ourselves to be teachable. And we are so hungry to be taught by you, to be corrected by you. Even your correction is, is beautiful, Lord. We don't want to wait until we've been so stubborn, Lord, that now we've got to be um, disciplined by you, Lord. We, we'll take your correction, Lord. Tell us what we're getting wrong. Tell us where we're missing it. Lord, would you just show us? the things that you desire to just remove from our foundation and you just want to solidify with your presence and yourself. In Jesus' name. A read of 1 Corinthians is actually kind of therapeutic because you're so messed up. You're like, I am doing so good. I'm doing so good. This is compared to them. Love y'all. Um, Acts chapter 18, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and just spend some time in it and just see. And if you if you start in 1 Corinthians 1, like you'll keep reading and go, man, he's he's ruthless, he's brutal, man, he is to the point. But you gotta remember, this isn't his first letter. This is a pattern that's been established. So all right, I'll leave y'all with this blessing. Can y'all stand up real quick? Church is church is over. You, you might as well stand up. Yeah. Love y'all. Love y'all, love y'all. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Shalom, shalom. Have an amazing day.